0: Good. Do- Good. morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We did it everybody. We made it through All-Star Weekend. We made it through the All-Star Break and we have basketball back tonight. I'm your host Zach Harper. Rob Lopez packing this ship up. We're going to sail off into the final stretch of the season on this episode. We have four guests from The Athletic today to get five minutes with each of these experts. Tony Jones who covers the Utah Jazz. Yovan who covers the Los Angeles Clippers. Ethan Strauss who covers the Warriors and the NBA and a national NBA writer, Sam Amick, all from The Athletic. Going to give us five minutes each of their time and drop some knowledge on us and we're gonna start right now all right let's do five minutes with an expert and the expert on the utah jazz couldn't ask for anybody better than tony jones of the athletic tony uh thanks for joining this uh utah jazz team struggled early on they struggled with offense defense all that stuff they've corrected it the schedule's a lot easier the rest of the season so just based on how you've covered this team and what you know about them what do you expect going up, going forward? Do you expect the team we saw in the second half of last season or was that maybe a little fluky because expectations weren't as high?
1: Well, I mean, I think, I think it's all relative. Do I think, you know, they're going to win 35 of the last 41 games Well, there's only 25 games left. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to go 25 uh, down a stretch, but they should be pretty good down a stretch. Um, as you said, the schedule is pretty advantageous to uh, them, especially the final, you know, three weeks of the season. Um, you know, I think they have a couple of big games in the next week. You know, they're at Oklahoma City, which is a division game. They're at Denver next Thursday, which is a division game. Uh, they have uh, the Los Angeles Clippers at home, uh, and they have the Milwaukee Bucks at home. So that's all in the next week. So. Uh, you know, it could get off to a rocky start, but, you know, the jazz should be fine, you know, down a stretch. And I think, I think what you're going to see is a team that's going to challenge for, for the fourth spot in the Western conference.
0: So uh, in terms of like, what's been wrong for them offensively, right? Like we've seen Donovan Mitchell get, uh, you know, kind of find his groove lately, but still the team with three point shooting isn't quite there. Like, do you think they just kind of are what they are offensively? Or do you think they're going to get to another level?
1: Well, I mean, I think I, I think they can they can be better. I mean, the the, the shooting, uh, you know, at, at times has been an issue. Um, you know, I think um, I think a lot of it depends on Ricky Rubio. Uh, I yeah. think it, you know, I think a lot of the offense uh, and and a lot of the, their ceiling offensively is going to depend on how well he plays down uh, the stretch. If he plays well, then then the Jazz as an offense will will probably play well, if he doesn't, uh, then you'll see an offense that probably that, that, that struggles in spots. So um, I, I think that he holds the key to a lot of how, a lot of how they play offensively. Uh, and I think getting Dante Axum back and, and keeping him healthy, uh, that, that could help them as well.
0: So w- what's been the issue for Ricky? Has it just been injuries? Has it been, he just wasn't playing well. He's not making
1: shots. Well, I think he, you know, he's, he's, he he's at times turned the ball over. And I think that that's the biggest issue, um, you know, even, you know, even one in the shooting, you know, the jazz, the jazz don't care uh, if he misses a few shots, what they do care uh, is that they get a good shot every time down the floor. And when Rubio turns the ball over and he's having, he's having struggles protecting the basketball. Then that that affects the Jazz offense more than anything because uh, they're a team uh, that doesn't have unlimited possessions. They're not a Denver. They're not a Golden State. They're not a high. They're not a high possession, high paced team. So you know possessions mean more to them uh, than most teams in the league. So you know they they need to they need to get shots every possession. So uh, you know when Ricky Rubio has one of those four, five, six turnovers a night. Uh, that that really affects the Jazz as an offense. Uh,
0: what do you think in terms of how Donovan Mitchell has handled the expectations of this year, and and where he where that makes him, you know, going kind of the rest of the season and into the playoffs?
1: No, I think he's been fine. Um, you know, I think that he's had he had a slow start to the year um, because you know because of the injury he suffered last summer, uh, he didn't really get a chance to work out, so he was kind of working himself. Uh, into shape uh, this year, and obviously you saw uh, in January he kind of broke out, had a really yeah. good January. Um, you know, so you know, I think that I think that overall he's been fine. I mean, I think there's a lot of scrutiny on him, there's a lot of pressure on him, uh, especially because of the the season that he had uh, last year. But I think he's a guy that uh, that's always been kind of grounded, um, you know, mentally. Uh, and, uh, and I think that, you know, he's, he's, he's handled the expectations about as well as you can, uh, for a guy that's 22 years old. Uh, all right, Rudy,
0: I got two more questions for you. Rudy Gobert obviously doesn't make all-star game, um, gets emotional because of stuff with his mom. Uh, there's some sniping between him and, and, and the Warriors, right? You know, some jokes back and forth. What do you expect from him the rest of the way?
1: Uh, really the guy that's always played with a, with a chip on his shoulder. So, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, kind of another log for the fire for him. So he's, um, you know, he's, he's had, to me, he's had a terrific year. Um, he absolutely should have been an all-star. I thought it was a pretty glaring omission that he wasn't. Um, but he's had a really, really good year. Uh, on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, I think he's been, you know, probably one of the best 15 players in the league uh, this season. So um, I, I think that he, you know, as long as he stays healthy, uh, I think that he's going to continue to be really impactful down the stretch. All right. my last question
0: for you, realistically, in terms of what the seating could be, who do the jazz absolutely want to face in the first round?
1: Realistically, uh you know, that's the thing. That's a good question because there are no easy matchups out there for the Jazz realistically. Uh, I think I think the team that they they could face, that they could face that, you know, I would say, okay, they have a pretty good advantage over this team in San Antonio. Um, but I don't know how realistic, um, I don't know how realistic that would be. Yeah, four um, or
0: five matchup with them, right? That's what it essentially have to be.
1: Yeah but I don't think San Antonio is going to finish. I I just don't see it. I don't, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I think more realistically uh, is Denver. I mean, uh, is, is, is Portland or, or Houston. Yeah. uh, Or maybe even Oklahoma city. Uh, And all three of those are really, really difficult matchups for them. Um, You know, so, you know, out of those three, you probably, you probably want to see Portland, um, but, you know, I think. I mean, it's the Western Conference. You know, unless you're in that one eight spot, you know, I think it's going to be all difficult for for every team. So, I think you know, when I, that first round in the Western Conference, um, from you know the two seven to three six to four five, I think those are all going to be kind of toss ups. No matter who's, no matter who has home court advantage.
0: Read them on The Athletic. Catch them at a uh, 24-hour fitness basketball court near you. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We're doing five minutes with an expert once again, and we have Jovan Buha of The Athletic, covers the Clippers, does all kinds of good stuff there. Uh, Jovan, thanks for joining. Uh, before we get into the Clipper stuff, I, you've got a comment, don't you?
2: Yeah, I, I just want to say, uh, how dare you disparage future Clippers starting center Nikola Vucevic like that? Oh, that can't be the plan,
0: Jovan. <laughs> that can't be the plan.
2: I, I don't think it's plan A, and I don't even think it's plan C, but I, I do think a realistic outcome this summer would, would be something like Kawhi and, and vooch oh, um, I mean, obviously, obviously they're going to go for KD and Kawhi, yeah. um, maybe Kawhi and Jimmy, KD and Jimmy, something like that, but uh, I think if you start going down their their kind of you know different contingency plans, okay. uh, v- Vooch is in there. Vooch so they're going there. for a looper scenario
0: with Marsh and Gortat. Got it.
2: Uh, we're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was was that too mean? That might have been too mean. That, that, uh, I, as someone who just watched Gortat for fifty games, that that's a little mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe that that joke was probably better two years ago. Uh, yo, well, first before
0: we get into the future plans of the Clippers, this plan like are they trying to make the playoffs?
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, I think if, I think if you gave the front office truth serum, they would yeah. say no. Um, okay. Like, well, let's I, say this, do they want to make the playoffs? Like the team does, right? Like looking yeah. at, you know, this roster, you know, guys like Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, good luck telling those guys to, you know, you're going to tank and miss the playoffs. And, you know, right. a lot of the, uh, you know, the thing that gets lost in, in all this is like three quarters of their roster is going to be free agents. So you know, with a guy like Patrick Beverly, why does he care about the team's plans? You know, for Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant or whoever, and and their you know their their goal of keeping their pick. Like, it doesn't matter to him. He wants to make the playoffs, be a seven or eight seed, and if they lose in the first round, which you know ninety nine percent chance they will. Like, uh, you know, that's a better season for him than than missing the playoffs. So, I, I think they're. I actually just wrote about this uh, yesterday on on what I thought would be better for them long-term making or missing the playoffs. Ultimately, I I concluded that I think missing the playoffs and keeping the pick is better. Um, I know for them, like they're trying to, you know, pitch themselves as a competitive team and overachieving team. They think if they go into free agency meetings that, you know, they could tell, you know, Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard or whoever, like, Hey, look at this team. Like we were projected to be the 10th, 11th seed, but we ended up making the playoffs. Like we're ahead of schedule. Come join us. I get that argument, but at the end of the day, like I think the tangible upside of an actual lottery pick is better than, you know, the theoretical upside of like playoff roundy points. And, and frankly, if they make the playoffs, they'll probably be the eight seed and they're going to get swept by the Warriors and it's probably going to be embarrassing. So like, I don't know if that's the best sales pitch to, to Kawhi or, or, you know, heck KD who's who's just going to see them in the playoffs. Like I don't think turning around and being like, Hey, we made the playoffs, but lost every game to the Warriors by, you know, 20 plus points. Like, I don't think that's a, that's a great sales pitch. So to me, I get that it's, you know, it's tough to lose your pick at any point to, to the Celtics. But uh, I would rather, you know, if all goes as planned, I think, you know, they lose, they miss the playoffs, keep the pick. And then next year they're in the playoffs cause they added a star or two. Right. And now you're giving up a pick in the twenties and and that's more, you know, palatable than, than giving up a lottery, you know, or a fringe lottery pick. So, To me, I I think it's kind of a win win either way. Like, you know, if they make the playoffs, I guess you get the the young guys some playoff experience and and that could be valuable. But uh, to me, the the, the clear best option for them is barely missing the playoffs, getting that 13th or 14th pick. And there's actually been a lot of talent at the end of the lottery in recent drafts. So uh, I do think they could find a rotation player or or maybe even starter. Uh, Is there a
0: chance they're a dark horse to get into the mix and like swing for the fences with an Anthony Davis trade? Yes,
2: definitely. And and I think that's what you saw. You know, I think that was honestly a secret motivation of the Tobias Harris trade was, you know, not only, I mean, obviously they had decided that they weren't going to pay him the max and that he wasn't going to be, you know, even their first or second priority in free agency. So they kind of figured, you know, he's probably going to walk in the beginning of free agency anyway. Otherwise, you know, we're going to not give him the max and, and he'll leave. So doesn't really matter. Like either way, we might as well get something for him. So I think they kind of made the best of that situation with that deal. But it also gave them a bunch of assets, and now they have you know two more picks to throw in. They, they got a guy like Landry Shamit who's playing really well to throw in. Like they have. I mean, I think obviously I think the Celtics can, can probably trump any package with with Tatum and, and whoever right. else they throw in, but. If you're comparing their package to the Lakers, I actually think you can maybe make the case they have a better package than the Lakers. I think their young guys are, are comparable, and they have better picks. So uh, it would not surprise me if uh, and and you know you, you also got to look at this like th- this is something I just thought of. Um, you know, Michael Winger, the Clippers GM, got his start in Cleveland under Danny Ferry. Danny Ferry is about to be the you know the, the Pelicans, yeah, whereas that, now the the interim GM. Uh, you know, so there's a connection there and yeah. if we know anything you know with a lot of these big trades there's often you know connections from from way back so if the Clippers and Pelicans do make a deal I, I would assume that you know that has something to do with it all right let's do some quick hitters I want you to hit me with
0: percentages of how likely it is that the Clippers go out or go, get one of these free agents okay
2: so Kawhi Leonard I would say 45 percent Forty-five percent. All right, and Uh, and that's factoring him staying in Toronto or other options. But uh, you know, looking at like a pie chart, I'd say forty-five percent. Okay, Kevin Durant, fifteen percent. Jimmy Butler, Uh, (laughs) thirty-five (laughs) percent. Vucevic, I'd
0: say thirty percent. Thirty percent. Okay. Likelihood they get. Likelihood they strike out on on getting a start this summer.
2: Forty percent. 40%
0: 40% and then a likelihood of a, of an Anthony Davis trade.
2: 20%.
0: All right. Last one for you. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, is he, is he movable in any way in an Anthony Davis scenario? If Anthony Davis
2: says he'll resign or is that a, a non-starter? He's movable. Uh, from one, from I, my understanding of, of kind of their viewpoint, everyone's no one's untouchable on this roster. I, I think Shea is the one guy They'd really fight to keep, uh, but you know, I, he's not—he's not at that like Tatum level yet, where you you kind of have to do everything you can to keep him. Uh, but they do want to keep him, and they do kind of envision him as as growing into like the number two or three with with any stars they bring in.
0: Oh, la- last one for you: uh, percentage that they regret trading Boban
2: hundred (laughs) percent.
0: There we go. Read them on The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic. Get all the great Clippers coverage from Jovan Buha. Johan, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Hey, guys. Join us every single Wednesday for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Where you ask? FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash B2B. You sign up. You put five bucks in your account. They're going to put five bucks in your account. Now you have $10, and you can go join B2B listeners every single Wednesday. What happens if you win? Not only do you get money, you get to join us on the Friday mailbag answer questions, ask questions, chop it up. Uh, Jade doesn't know how to kick people off the pod anyway, so you can really stay there all day if you want to. It's really your world, but you got to go to fanduel.com B2B, play in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge, win, and join us on the mailbag. And with that said, because it's All-Star Week and, and there are no games on Wednesday, we're running it Thursday, so join us Thursday. All right, we got more five minutes with another expert, and this one is Ethan Strauss, who covers the Warriors and the NBA at large for the Athletic. Uh, Ethan, thanks for joining. Uh, we know what the Warriors are the rest of the season. They're the champs, and they're relatively drama-free as, you're, as long as you're not writing anything too crazy. So let's get to the rest of the league. What is the most interesting storyline for you, for
3: the NBA, the rest of the season as we get into the stretch run and head towards the
0: playoffs? I'm a little
3: bit caught on the idea, facing it, that maybe I'm I'm the only one who could derail the Warriors season. But <laughs> it's like a darely, It's like a darely. But like, there are fans who actually – Think this and spell this out. They think that right. I have this power. They get mad at me uh, on occasion, which is just you, you have to wonder about the state of things. If 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 I had the power to do such a thing. But yeah, we were blaming Draymond all this time and it should have been you. It should have been me. Uh, I think it's just who's on top in the East. That that is that's the thing to watch to me. I know I saw there was um, some fireworks between our Marcus Thompson at the Athletic and Ben Thompson. It was a little yeah. bit of a family you know, a little bit of a family uh, family uh, war right there. Uh, ben Thompson, the tech wizard uh, and big Bucks fan, who thought that Marcus wasn't given enough respect to the Bucks, and it, I was just watching the back and forth, and I was thinking to myself, it is interesting with the Bucks where they've got this historic point differential, and that is ma- has mattered has mattered traditionally, and has meant that you are the favorite but i don't know if it even matters the same way because a lot of teams know the regular season doesn't so right. what do you think zach do you look at the bucks and say oh this is who just head and shoulders above the other teams in the east like the point differential says or do you say no they don't have enough they don't have enough of what i'm looking for to uh, get to the finals
0: well i i do say wow you really flipped this interview on me um i i That's do i believe- do. I do believe in the bucks. I think they're the best team in the East right now. I also wonder if that matters in the playoffs, right? Because Mm -hmm. there is an experience issue. There is an experience issue of getting deep into the playoffs, but like, yeah, I think they're the best team in the East right now. I don't think it's particularly close, but it's also, they're the best regular season East team. And so that's, that's where I differentiate with. And also like I've got Giannis as the MVP. If you check out the athletic right now, like they, like, I do think like they deserve the accolades. They deserve the praise.
3: I would agree. I, I, I like Giannis for MVP. I, I don't know who the it, – it's hard when they quantify everything, but I'm just a traditionalist in that if you win a bunch – I want somebody whose team has won a bunch of games. I'm not into this newfangled – the way baseball has gone with, uh, with Cy Young, your amount of war that we're totaling up. and right. you No, know, give me the traditional – you need to be – part of a situation that we will remember a team that we will remember from that season. Uh-huh. I'm not into the stat padding MVPs, So I'm into the honest for MVP. Um, I, I would go with the bucks. I just had that little bit of doubt, especially with the moves that have been made right by the Sixers and by the yeah, Raptors. That
0: Sixers move is legit. I mean, yeah. Acquiring Marcus soul, maybe has gone under the radar somehow a little mm-hmm. bit with, with the Raptors, but yeah, that like the Sixers,
3: man, if that even works a little bit in the playoffs, like that's a dangerous team. I don't know if they're the one who's set up to take on the Bucks. Just that I, I, I'm thinking about who needs to guard. What you put? Do you put Simmons on, on Giannis? Is that what oh, you do? You put, you put
0: Jimmy on Giannis. Cause really? Jimmy, yeah, because Jimmy will try to beat him up. Jimmy's too, too little it. Jimmy's too Jimmy's too little, but you got a lot of help. You got be him behind him. Like he can be real physical. Jimmy, I think
3: low key is one of the lesser wingspan guys.
0: I I just, he he is, but he's strong. And I think that strength, like Giannis doesn't typically get met with strength. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that could throw him off. Like I, I look at it a little bit like a Steven Jackson versus Dirk matchup in the playoffs in 2007 in that it's
3: just a guy who's undersized who can who can be like that proverbial dog mm, okay well that's that's interesting to me i the, the 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 wingspan disadvantage Giannis with a seven foot three wingspan Jimmy with a six foot eight wingspan that, yeah. is, that is quite the wingspan disadvantage but,
0: but if you but if you get into him how you know does he is he able
3: to use that wingspan that's my question. question yeah um I man, I can't wait for the, the East playoffs are going to be good. I'm, they're I'm, going I'm, to they're they're going to be great.
0: Uh, the West playoffs may not have LeBron, so what, like, how do you handicap ooh, the look end at of the that segue yeah? Look right at that there. segue. How, how do you Boom. handicap the the back end of the of the West between the Clippers, the Kings,
3: and and the beloved Lakers? Well, well the Clippers don't want to make the playoffs, so that's but little, they might they might by default. Yeah, that's a little tricky for them. The Kings would love to make the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be all the validation that, that Vivek would would need. And what was the other team that you named? In, in, the Lakers, LeBrons. In- oh, the Lakers, the LeBrons. Um, yeah, there's some theories that maybe they wouldn't want to make the playoffs just because they would have an extra an extra asset. They didn't give that pick away. I'm not misremembering that, right? They, they actually get their pick, yeah.
0: I believe they have their pick, right.
3: <laughs> it would be funny if um you had one and two you had one and two for the uh for, for for the draft of the Lakers and the Knicks. Oh man, uh I I God I part of me just thinks the Lakers have to make it eventually, right? I mean it's 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 too crazy if I they look don't. at
0: it like I look at it like this. Like last year, you know, we picked uh, a lot of us picked LeBron to make the finals, not the Cavs, and so I'm picking LeBron to make the the playoffs, not not the Lakers.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I got to I think there's just too much, too much pedigree there. And we do forget that he was gone for such an extended stretch that put them in the situation and
0: they were good before that. Yeah. they were, Or they were winning
3: at least. Well, they had Nate Duncan saying that they were the second best team in the West. Uh, so I look, I I'd have
0: to roll with them. All right. What's your craziest prediction for what happens with the Warriors this summer?
3: uh for the warriors this summer craziest prediction what would be a crazy prediction well i don't actually believe believe this will happen but marcus floated that that cousins will come back somehow for way less money so uh, i'll just i'll just ride with that because that seems it, like a crazy prediction and kevin durant stays or leaves i mean i think we all know what i think
0: <laughs> <laughs> catch him on the athletic catch him on the house of Strauss podcast and uh, catch him on twitter at sherwood Strauss. that's ethan ethan thanks thanks for having me All right, everybody, it's crunch time, March 2nd, Saturday, after the Sloan Analytics Conference in Boston at the Middle East in Boston. We're doing a live show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We may have like a Pablo Torre there. We may have a Henry Abbott there. You got to show up and find out. And the way you show up is you buy tickets. We have general admission tickets on sale now. You go to the Count the Dings Twitter page. You go to Jade Hoy's Twitter page. You can get that Twitter link. But come join us. March 2nd, Middle East in Boston. You're not going to want to miss this show. They're always better than the last one. All right, let's do five minutes with an NBA expert from the national level. Of course, we go to our buddy Sam Amick from The Athletic. Uh, joining us now, Sam, first and foremost, Kevin Durant needs to what right now?
4: <laughs> Zach, thanks for having me. Uh, Zach, Kevin needs to stop listening to us. Right. And, you know, I, I know that everybody thinks we wake up in the morning hoping and praying that the people we cover read our coverage and our insights and our perspectives maybe a little bit of truth in that it, it does kind of, you know, that's part of the game, but with Kevin, and this is something that I've felt for a long time, having covered him, this is me pulling the old guy card since his rookie year. He has always just listened to the conversation about himself too much. And it obviously doesn't affect his play. The guy's been lights out all season long, but I do think it steals some of his joy and the warrior's joy. So that's my down the stretch advice for number 35.
0: So, I mean, we all know what, you know, the whole thing with him and and Ethan Strauss and, you know, Ethan's a buddy of ours and a colleague of ours. So people might think it's biased, but, um, but the idea that he's going to go to the Knicks this summer, it's not a foregone conclusion, but it like the, the whispers are loud enough that you got to wonder like, all right, has, has an, has an agreement already happened between him and Kyrie or him and whoever, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's funny that uh, people think we come up with this stuff out of thin air. Um, No, his people and specifically Rich Kleiman, his business manager and agent, you know, it's not that hard to run into people who have talked to Rich and who indicate that, you know, he has talked about the Knicks in a certain kind of way, you know, and that's, that's what's kind of fanning these flames. And this is how the sausage gets made when LeBron was looking at free agency last year, you know, it, it, it wasn't to this degree, but we all know the Lakers noise was loud. And there were people who thought early on that it's a wrap. That's what he's doing. And part of this is that you have infrastructure kind of attached to each superstar player with Kevin. Some of this stuff is not that hard to, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure it out. Like, Hey, by the way, let's open up a new production company, 35 ventures and have the headquarters be in New York city. You know, (laughs) that's a red flag or, or maybe a green flag if you're a Knicks fan. Um, so yeah, there's a reason this is the conversation. But with him in particular, maybe more than any guy who I've ever covered, without getting in all the details, it's like, man, I've heard so many stories about just like how to, to the degree, to what degree he reads everything, to what degree he listens to everything. Uh, part of me has loved it because he has always had a soft spot for people who are spending the time going to the arena getting to know him, talking to him in person. Right. That part of him and his makeup, I love and appreciate. The other side where you kind of – you know, rage against the machine when there's a story out there that you don't like. And, you know, is I'm not a huge fan of, but, but really with what I wrote in a column today, it wasn't even self-serving. I'm, I'm, I'm being corny and genuine to say that I like the guy enough to, to wish that he would enjoy the hell out of this experience and career he's having. Um, we all look at our Twitter mentions. We all get stuck in our own stuff too much, but you know, for him, I just think he'd be in a better place. if he shut that off?
0: Yeah, I mean he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen, one of the greatest scores we've ever seen. Like he it does seem weird that he can't enjoy it, but maybe I don't know, maybe that's what drives him. So if all this stuff is happening in advance, right? If all these things are being agreed to, then this plus the Anthony Davis trade request plus, you know, the tampering stuff with Adam Silver, uh at what point does Adam Silver rein it in or can he even rein it in? Is it even a good idea to rein this stuff in?
4: Well, that's the thing. People sometimes forget, I think, that Adam's background with the league was you know largely NBA entertainment. And he is a maestro when it comes to the business side of this equation, none of which is to say that he doesn't have the basketball spirit and kind of the, you know, he knows that he's the gatekeeper of the dignity of the sport, but he knows what moves the needle. And I don't think, I think 90% of the stuff we put out there, he's a big fan of. Uh, maybe even a higher percentage than that. The speculation, the who's going to go where, that drives business. And that is what leads to things like the ESPN Turner, you know, $25 billion deal, whatever that number was. And and this is what makes the cap spike that leads to Kevin going to the Warriors in the first place and guys making upwards of $40 million a year. So um, reining it in, I, I do think though, is important because of the integrity within the league. And you just have so many executives who are disenfranchised with, you know, what they perceive as a a league office that really truly has no interest in legislating tampering that the only type of tampering that they legislate is the kind of the out in the public obvious, you know, where the whistle has been blown as opposed to the stuff behind the scenes. Um, Even last week, and this was public and and I wrote about this, like, you know, Steve Ballmer, the Clippers owner goes on the new Kevin Durant show, the boardroom on ESPN plus Plus. And now, granted, Kevin wasn't part of that panel, but it's Kevin's show. And Bomber tweets a thank you to Kevin Durant and Kleiman and even tags them. And as you you know, it's like tagging somebody on Twitter is like going to their doorstep and ringing the doorbell. Right. You know, like very personal. And that's not tampering. Like, what what are we doing here? So uh, I do think that most of it, Adam, is trying to look the other way. But he's going to pay for that at some point, I think, when it comes to the way that people within the league look at him.
0: So then my last question for you, how do you, th- what's your best educated guess for how this Anthony Davis stuff ends this summer?
4: Uh, just handicapping it. I, I'm going to say that the deal to Boston gets done. Uh, I'll say that Jason Tatum is in it um, and that Kyrie stays in Boston because of that. And then it gets dicey and very, very interesting when it comes to Kevin. Cause first of all, let's just assume that the Warriors win another chip I think if they do, Kevin is, I don't think this thing is a wrap. Kevin is going to have to reconcile the idea of leaving a team where he pretty conceivably could, you know, win a fourth title in a row. What does that mean for your legacy? Or you go off to New York, you know, but who are you going with? And if Kyrie stays in Boston, uh, you know, what does that look like? Uh, Do you go find another kind of embattled superstar, like a Damian Lillard type or somebody like that? Um, If that's not a clear runway and I'm Kevin, then, then maybe I don't care. You know, what Jay-Z has told me about the Big Apple and and what it might bring, you know, maybe you stay put. So, you know, but as far as AD goes, I think uh, I'd probably handicap Boston right now.
0: Read him on The Athletic, follow him on Twitter. Sam, thanks so much for joining us.
4: Of course. Thanks, Zach.
0: All right, that's going to do it for us. But before we leave, we have no games from last night. We have no line of the night to review, but we do have games tonight. Something to watch for. Maybe you're not in that basketball watching groove yet. So to help you, we got Celtics at Bucks. 5 p.m pacific time 8 p.m eastern on tnt kings warriors not a tnt game that's at 7 30 pacific time 10 30 eastern time for you night owls back east uh that's a league pass game you want to catch that and then you know you can follow us on facebook facebook.com slash count the dings we have the back-to-back back podcast with the basket buds on tuesday we have nerdish Road on thursday mailbag coming up tomorrow on friday also we've got black opinions matter monday daily ding Pack Your Knives, House of Strauss, those are all podcasts you should be subscribing to, listening to, rating, reviewing, passing along to your friends, do all that good stuff to help us out. And uh, you know what to do. Brush your teeth, take your vitamins, eat your egos. maybe not in that order. Whatever order works for you. Get into work, get ready for the basketball tonight, get ready for the ding tomorrow, and get ready for a great weekend. Thanks for joining us in my best Black tray impression. Ding, ding.